Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Dan Kopp. Today, we're going to be talking about active leadership, tenants that lead to great leadership. Dan served in various leadership roles in the U.S. military prior to transitioning into public education, where he taught and ultimately held several executive roles. Dan practices situational leadership while focusing on those he serves. In 2019, Dan, along with two partners, started Dynamico. And I may be saying that wrong, Dan, but Dynamico Inc. and works as a compensation expert helping employers make connections with their employees via their compensation systems which helps them attract and retain great people, ultimately saving them time and money. In 2022, Dan followed his passion and started leading like a buffalo and continues to coach and mentor leaders across the country. In September 2022, Dan released his first book, The Power of Me Leadership. Nine Leadership Tenets for Every Leader, in which he discusses tenets that will help people become better leaders. And I am so excited, Dan, to have you on the call today because this is such an important topic. Well, Lynn, I'm happy to be here and and I appreciate and am honored that you had me on. So thank you. All right. And for those of you who are joining us for that very first time, Make sure you don't miss a single episode of Claim Your Career Crown by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're on the subject, if you love the show and you love what we're doing, please leave us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. So Dan, I mean, we went into a bunch of your backstory, which is truly fascinating. And I can see why you're on the leadership path that you are. We talked a little bit about that in the pre-show green room, but I would love to hear you share with our audience what really got you inspired um, on this path to make and help develop greater leadership. Right on. So um, first thing for your audience, please stick around because I know you're going to be able to take away some nuggets of knowledge about leadership that will help you become a better leader and things you can implement tomorrow. So stick around. Um, What got me down the path of leadership? I had the the pleasure of working with my now partner in my company. I hired him as um, I was a high school principal at the time. I hired him as an associate principal and he asked me why a lot. Why did you do that? Why did you know to do that that way? Why this? Why that? It was never about, I disagree. I'm not sure what to do. It was always, I understood what you did. I agree with what you did, but why did you know to do it that way? What what led you to that? So after a couple months of ignoring his questions, I because it was like a toddler. If you've ever had kids, you know, it's like, why, why, why? I'm like, dude, because. <laughs> so I started answering him and I realized I was digging within, which is a very uncomfortable thing to do for most adults. And I was digging within to not only understand who I was, but more importantly, why I did the things I did. Not to be confused with define your why, but literally, why am I wired the way I am? Why do I act like this? Where did I learn these things? Why do I approach leadership this way or leadership that way in life a certain way? So it's been a 12-year journey, and I'm still trying to figure out why I'm wired the way I am, but I'm a lot better at it now. And what I found when people do that, they're a better human being, they're a better 
significant other, they're a better parent, they're a better employee because they know who they are and why they are, and they find fit and, and comfort in life when they do that. All right. Well, that's, that is a brilliant way to segue into this about talking about those tenets of leadership and really giving us those takeaways and those golden nuggets today. Um, So, you know, I, I sort of have another precursor to this. So obviously you had to dig deep so you could answer his why um, about why you were doing things a certain way. Um, but as you start to work with your clients and with the customers that you, you serve and the organizations that you work with, uh, do you have a specific process that you follow? How do you really set them up to be able to develop great leaders? Great question. So I always start with some type of values exercise and stress with them the importance of recognizing the individualism that everybody brings to the table and that whoever somebody is at their core, they're not wrong for that. So I never want someone to come away from working with me and say, oh, I've got to be like Dan in order to have success. Oh, absolutely not. There's the power of me leadership. Everybody who reads that book, everybody with whom I engage, everybody who's listening to this right now, the me in that statement is you. You have the power within you to lead. You need to understand who you are, more importantly, why you are that person, and then just keep some general leadership tenets in mind that will make you a more effective leader. It's not about a 12-step process, because if I wrote a book like that, it would be Dan's 12-step process. Do number one, and you better do it like Dan before you go on to number two. That's pointless in my mind, and a lot of books are like that, because I can't be someone else. It does not resonate with me. So these are general tenets that you can adopt all of them, some of them, Maybe the last one in the book, and then you go back to the first one, and then it's the seventh. There's no, some of them do go nicely together, but you don't have to do them all comprehensively. They can be done in isolation or only one ten at a time, because there are a lot of leaders out there who are taxed beyond belief in regard to what their daily jobs are and their to-do list. And it might be a bit of a turnoff to think, oh, now I've got to add something else to it. So I'm here to support other leaders and help them be the leader they can become and become confident while doing it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you eat a meal one bite at a time. And so that's a great way that you've set the book up so that people can, you know, go through one chapter or one tenant and say, okay, this is something that I should and want to work on. And then they can get started there. And it, they could actually set the book aside while they were working through that, or maybe go back to that chapter, reread it. Um, so that's that's a really great piece, because I think that is one of the things that holds people back, is sometimes they look and they just say, okay, it's just too much. You know, I just got to, I got, and to your point, you know, we're busy. Um, we have that to-do list is long and never ending. And it seems like as soon as you cross something off, somehow it sneaks back on the list. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so this is a great way to get started. Um, but it's also curious as what else have you encountered that will hold people back from maybe rising to that challenge of saying, okay, well, where am I coming from? What's down deep that I have to explore and understand better? Right. That great question. And you sort of hit on it. It's the the to-do list is is really a roadblock for a lot of people because some of the things when it comes to leadership, they they aren't necessarily tangible tasks that you do. You know, you nowhere on your list 
most people's list does it say be a good leader today and then you you do something and you cross it off it's it's always there in the background so because of that it's very very easy to overlook and lose sight of the importance of actually leading with my other company dynamico we work with employers all the time and i constantly have to remind the employers you're the employer. You realize you're a leader, right? I mean, the inherent with being an employer is the fact that you are a leader. So it's easily overlooked and easily put to the side because there's a lot of work that needs to get done. By And if you're a, a lone person in the office and you've got 12 employees, you've got a list a mile long and it never goes away. So when do you find time to lead in that environment? And that's what I work. And that's what I talk to people about like these are things that should affect the way you approach life it's not an extra task per se yeah yeah absolutely uh, and i do think that um digging into some of those that growth mindset activity which is essentially what you're helping them also achieve that is done in a different way it is is not like a task that you can just check off your list right <laughs> and so i really appreciate that now if you're getting someone to get really get started and embrace that, um, I, do you encounter people who have that resistance to um, like they say, well, I don't really need I, I just need you to 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 give me like like here are the three steps to make this happen or to do this better rather than no, I've got to understand me first uh, to make progress. I, I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth. but Yeah. I'm I understand what you're saying. In an ideal situation, we work through some type of value exercise, but sometimes, so I, there's a fine line between coaching, mentoring, and consulting. And at times, if I cross that line, because I've been in a leadership position for 30 plus years, I'll say, all right, we're shifting out of the coaching mode now because you've got an issue in hand and it needs to be addressed and you're asking me for help versus we're going to spend a couple hours over the next couple of weeks trying to figure this out when it needs to be addressed tomorrow. So that's when I can go into the consulting mode and say, based on my experience, here's what you could be doing, or here's some ideas, or what do you think? And let's walk talk through those immediately. And it's more of an urgency thing where I do spoon feed some answers on occasion or some ideas to get them thinking. And I'm able to coach some quick ideas out of them with some loaded questions. So there is a time and a place for here. This is what I would recommend you do because you've got a fire you need to put out right now. And this is a good way to do it. Cause I've been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there is always that, that gray area and from that cons consulting role to the coaching role. And so I really appreciate that. So um, when you're working with people, can you give us some um, highlights of those tenants that are some something that that the nugget that people can take away, something they could actually start working on? I'm going to give you one that I was just talking to a longtime leader last week, and we were talking about something else. 20 minutes into the conversation, we were done talking about it. He said, oh, I got your book. I'm like, oh, and? I loved it. And then he used some choice words, but he said it was the best leadership book he has ever read. And then he said that King Arthur thing, leading like King Arthur. I had no idea where you were going with that, but I love it. So leading like King Arthur, everybody has a team, trusted yeah. advisors. You're, you're a CEO. You've got executives. You're a first line supervisor. You've got team leads, whatever the case may be. You've got your contemporaries. Embrace your team. 
because nobody can do this alone and no one, and I literally mean no one has all the right answers. So when you, in an ideal situation, a non-emergency situation, ideally you're embracing your team on routine matters and high profile matters. Even if I'm the, the CEO and it's my job to make the decision, I want my teammates to give me input because at, at the very least, verify what I was thinking was right or help me influence where that decision needs to be made. I'll own it. It's my decision to make, but it's going to be a better decision because of their input. And that's leading like King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table. He sat around the round table. They discussed topics at hand. They all had their points of view and they all had a voice. And that's leading like King Arthur. And I encourage people to do it. And the more diverse your the team you have around you, the better off. So whether it, you're talking personality, ethnicity, race, gender, age even, it, the more diverse you can get uh, with your trusted advisors, the better off you're going to be. And then I offhandedly mentioned the emergency situation. Picture spending your career embracing those around you. You're going to inherently grow outside of your normal skill set. And then when it does con- come time to make a, a snap decision, an emergency decision, it's going to be better because you've been influenced the whole time by people who think differently than you and your decision in an emergency situation is going to be better because of it. Yeah. You're literally training yourself to look outside of your own paradigm and say, well, what would Dan think? Or, you know, and that is one of the most valuable things that you just really hit on about leadership is that diversity of thought because you don't know what you don't know and you don't necessarily recognize what someone else sees from a completely different perspective. And that's how companies can make really disastrous decisions um, and uh, miss out on things because they're all the same and they're all thinking the same and they haven't taken into account some inherent risk or some other alternate perspective that will completely knock their idea that they don't even realize that they formed it from this prism. It'll knock it for a loop. So, um, and there's some great stories out there about that and um, how that occurs. So I I love that you brought that up because, and also allowing your team to lead and be leaders themselves. They, you know, and yes, if you need to be brought in, I mean, I often do that myself and I'll just say, you own this, just take care of it. If you feel there's something that I need to um you need to talk to me about or you it needs to be brought to my attention great but otherwise i don't need to be involved and absolutely, absolutely. yep yeah and, and of course and that really does help you with that to-do list it, the, the, yep. the whole delegating thing delegating with trust because you know that your team is capable competent and you can trust them and you do that obviously by raising up your own leaders And with the work that you do with your organizations, I'd love to hear um, some advice that you have for people who maybe that's holding them back, that idea that they can delegate. Well, first, honestly, I start a lot oftentimes with the name of our company, Leading Like a Buffalo. When we created it, we we consciously decided the word leading because it's an action verb. Leadership requires action. And then I can even go so far to say, even if you delegate, The act of delegating is action. So you can't sit back and let 
your organization go and laissez-faire and keep your head down and hope things ever, you've got to actively engage, even if it is the simple act of delegating. So there's step one that I talk to them about the active side of what is required as a leader. And there's different ways to do it. You mentioned situational leadership. Every situation I encounter is different than the previous one. It could be, be an identical thing that occurred that I have to address, but odds are it's different people involved. Therefore, my approach has to be different. And that just comes, honestly, it comes with experience. The, the more well-read you are, or perhaps it's podcasts to which you listen, or maybe it's just collaboration and networking with other leaders. But the more exposure you can get to different points of leadership uh, views, points, then the better you're going to be because every situation is going to be different. Lynn, you and I could have identical situations in front of us with the identical person. And we're, we're going to handle it differently because you and I are different people and you, yeah. you're going to use your skill set and what's comfortable for you. And you're, I'm going to use it in a manner that's comfortable for me. So situational leadership is the only way to go. There's times to be autocratic. There's times to be a coach. There's times to be a servant, et cetera. But you can't, it's not one size does not fit all because you're going to miss a lot of people and screw a lot of things up, quite honestly, if you just take one approach to leadership. And that's that's you. Here I am. And when I hear people <laughs> say that, I think, oh, you must have read a book. Like you read a book and you thought that was the answer. So you're in an interview telling me that this is the type of leader you are. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that um, true leadership also requires a lot of flexibility in that sense. So you're talking about the situational leadership. Absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, because also just different people it can be the same situation with two different people and how I would respond to those two different people is going to be unique based on, you know, them. And for some people, they, you know, they really want that. They want the whole map and they want all the steps and they want that thoroughly explained to them. And some people are more big picture. Right. And so how you communicate with them is a big part of being an effective leader as well. Absolutely. So, um, uh, so I really would love, I know we talked about Queen Arthur and the ladies of the round table, but what should our listeners, if you were going to give them a tip that they could really think about right now and just sort of absorb and take action on and lead um, over the next few days and the next week, what would that be? The biggest, and I think most important, they're all important and they don't, exist in isolation from one another and they all influence one another. But it just in, like if you want to extract one tenant and start tomorrow, the biggest one I would think was take care of your people, period. You don't have to be Dan. You don't have to be Lynn. You don't have to be a 30-year veteran leader to understand what those words mean or to figure out what it looks like in your world. So it could be as simple as let's say you work in an office at a hotel and you walk in in the morning and you walk past the desk clerk who's providing exemplary customer service to somebody. Make a note of that. And when that person, when he or she is no longer engaged, hey, that was great. It could be literally as simple as that. And that doesn't take a lot of time. Um, maybe one of the things I love to do about 10 years ago when we had leadership team meetings, we started, I said, all right, we're going to start something new. The first 10 minutes, we're going to spend talking about celebrations. What's going on that's great? And while we're doing that, notice there's blank note cards on the table. If you want to send a thank you and an uh, appreciation note to somebody with whom we work, there's note cards. Let's do it. So every meeting we had, we spent the first 10 minutes of the leadership team meeting 
doing celebrations verbally and personally writing handwritten notes. So those are easy things tomorrow people can go think about, consciously think about, I need to take care of my, maybe it's, maybe somebody listening is simply a line worker or the lowest person on an organizational chart. You still have coworkers. You can still take care of them. It could be as simple as greeting them by first name in the morning, something you've never done. Everybody can positively affect others in their organization, regardless of where you are in the organizational chart. And you can start doing it tomorrow by consciously thinking about how can I take care of people around me today? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when you think about every single person on that team matters, you think about the team and they're going to use the restroom. If that restroom is clean and tidy and makes you feel better about whatever being at work. And that was because of the custodian or the janitor or the cleaning person, whoever that is, they're in a valuable, highly valuable team member because they made the environment better. And so everyone deserves that their, their compassion, dignity, and respect because they're doing an important job. Um, and so thank you so much for, for sharing that. And so I could jump in there. Um, this has been such a fabulous conversation and I love this last tip. So I hope everyone paid close attention because what, what Dan has given you and shared about active leadership tenants that I, that lead to great leadership is so valuable. Um, Dan, I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find and connect with you. Right on. My email is dan at leadingbuffalo.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And I'd love to hear from you. And I've got an offer for your listeners, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody who contacts me and wants some free coaching, the first five people, I can hook you up with a free hour of coaching. And just mention the show when you contact me. Again, it's dan at leadingbuffalo.com. I'm happy to help. I love to engage with people. The my My mission in life is to help other leaders. And my legacy is the impact those leaders have on their organization. So I will be satisfied at the end of the day if I can help you and you can go positively affect change in your organization. Oh, Dan, that is so, so generous. And thank you so much for doing that. I hope that you um, take action and take Dan up on his offer. Um, This has been such an informative discussion. If you have any ideas that you would like to share, you can leave us a comment down below. We love hearing your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and really truly wonderful episodes like the one today with Dan, Please sign up for our weekly wisdoms at petitetoqueen.com and you won't miss a single thing. All right. And I want to thank everyone again who tuned in and for listening. And Dan, thank you so much for being here today. Wow. This has been a tremendous episode. I am definitely going to be re-listening to this one. Right on. I appreciate the time. And just remember everybody who's listening to this, you have the power within you to be a good leader. You're, you're, correct for who you are at your core, harness who you are, and think about some general tenets that can make you a person better leader and you can start doing it tomorrow.